Welcome to Life Point Plus, a program dealing with marriages and family. We are so glad you're listening. Here's your host, pastor and teacher, Gary Moore. Welcome to Life Point Plus. I'm your host, Gary Moore. As we close last week's broadcast, we were looking at four important core beliefs and actions that make all the difference for highly happy marriages. Shanti Feldham frames them as first-person declarations. That's how she most often heard the husbands and wives say them, with complete finality and confidence. Number one was, I assume that having a happy marriage is not just possible, but likely. Nearly without exception, the happiest couples told Shanti they had survived difficult times by believing that a happy marriage was not only possible, but also likely for them. And that belief seems to create a huge psychological advantage. I think we all realize there is great skepticism in our culture about marriage today. It leads to a sense of futility that can be insidiously fatal to a marriage encountering difficulty since one or both spouses begins to subconsciously think, why bother trying if we're just going to be one of the statistics in the end? But highly happy couples will have none of it. As one happy husband put it, the belief that a lifelong great marriage is impossible is self-fulfilling and your cynicism prevents the very thing you want but are cynical about. You have to assume your marriage will be just fine. Fortunately, such apparently pie-in-the-sky confidence is based on solid data. In fact, there is more good news about marriage than we realize. For example, a commonly accepted belief these days is that half of all marriages end in divorce. Shanti found that that's not even close to true. In Shanti's book, The Good News About Marriage, which was published in 2014, she quotes some 2009 U.S. Census Bureau data. 72% of people are still married to their first spouse. And even when second and third marriages are included, the current prevalence of divorce among the general population is somewhere around 30%. Shanti goes on to say that contrary to popular opinion, the vast majority of marriages are happy, with the couple enjoying being married, not just putting up with each other. When she asked people, what percentage of marriages do you think are happy? They usually guess about 30%. But the real average is around 80%. She says that although most marriages encounter inevitable difficulties, some fleeting, some substantial, the vast majority of couples still describe their unions as happy ones. The we-can-do-this attitude of happy couples is based on both choice and fact. Number two, we never use the D word because divorce isn't an option. Romans 12.18 says, As far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Shanti found that the highly happy spouses worked hard to apply this advice in many ways. But one very specific and almost universal method was to adhere to the rule that, as one wife put it, 
as far as it depends on you, never use the D word. One husband summarized, Divorce is not ever an option. No reason to mention or consider it. So I love how that will pressure us to find a solution. And even if it had been considered before, Shanti says she has seen some amazing things happen when a couple starts over with the commitment to never discuss it again. She says she spoke to one woman who said she realized she introduced death to her marriage by saying things like, well, maybe we should just get a divorce, or fine, divorce me then, when she was upset. So she went to her husband and apologized and told him she would never do that again. That is not going to be an option for us, she told Shanti. We still have other problems to work through, but I know we're going to beat them. He told me that the one thing I did that made the biggest difference was when I stopped throwing the D word out there in the heat of the moment. Taking that off the table actually changes how we feel about each other because we're on the same team again, permanently. Taking away the divorce option also eliminates that dangerous sense of futility. Shanti discovered that all-in couples can experience bad months, bad years, plenty of insecurity, but no sense of futility. Why? Because they know they will be married for the rest of their lives regardless. Believing that they will succeed is a self-fulfilling prophecy. Having said all this, let's be real. We can only control what we do, not what our spouses do. I know couples that are now divorced because they were abandoned by their spouses. And when one spouse gives up on the relationship, there's really nothing the other spouse can do. That is one of the most futile and frustrating feelings you can ever experience. I know. I've been there. The highly happy couple Shanti interviewed who had gone through the fire and out the other side said that knowing that they would be married no matter what was a powerful incentive to figure out how to make that a good thing rather than a bad thing. As one wife put it, We went through some tough times because both of us come from broken homes, single moms, with siblings all by different fathers. But our commitment made the difference. Divorce was never an option, but I don't want to be miserable either, so we had to say, let's figure out how this works. Today, we are one of the couples who mentor folks through premarital counseling at our church. We tell them that knowing marriage is forever doesn't mean you won't have arguments, but it means you have a much better chance of navigating through those arguments and coming out on top. When you put God at the head of your marriage and know that he says marriage is forever, the only option is, let's work through it. We've been doing this premarital counseling for years now, and what we've seen is that in the end, it didn't matter what their backgrounds were. It mattered how determined they were to have a good marriage. Number three, I believe my spouse is there for me and isn't going to leave. In an earlier broadcast, we saw that what sets highly happy couples apart more than anything else might be what starts out as a choice 
but ends up as a deep belief that their spouses have the best intentions toward them. And that includes believing that their spouses are not going to leave them. Allow me to share another example from Shanti's interviews. I think these examples are important because sometimes when we're going through relational situations, we feel that we're the only one, or at least a part of a minority, that are experiencing what we are or are feeling like we feel. I think the different examples we share can help reassure you that you are not alone. Carly began her marriage with intense love for her husband, but like many women, with a private insecurity about whether he felt the same way about her. She found herself worrying if he was truly in it forever. Let's look at how everything changed when she realized that he was. There was a point in my marriage when things changed. It was somewhat early on, six years in, no kids yet. I was still insecure in my marriage. I was being the girl, you know, thinking. There is no way he could love me as deeply as I love him. There's just no way. Now we don't fight, we just don't. We are both usually calm and sort through things. But this time we had an awful fight. All my insecurity came out. We were driving to meet some friends for dinner, and I'm crying. And he pulled the car over and said, When are you going to get this? That I'm in this. I'm in this for the long haul. Quit being so insecure and just believe. Every time I say something cross with you doesn't mean that I'm going to leave. I'm still going to be here. We are not going to be a statistic. Wow. For him, that was just a little point. But I'm telling you, hearing that from him struck a chord. From that point on, I took on a confidence in the marriage. He's still here. He chose me. Done. Our marriage isn't going to be a statistic. Once he said that, I let go of insecurity and invested emotionally 100% in the fact that he's going to be here. And that is when our marriage turned around completely. Guys, one of the things we have to do is make sure our wives feel chosen every day. Number four, we work at it. The happy couples are not just those who are determined to be married. The successful couples are those who are determined to have a good marriage. And for many marriages, determination is indeed the right word. While some highly happy couples said it had been largely easy, most said they had to work at it with some emphasizing that it had been hard at times. But payoff for that effort is usually so sweet. Here's what one happy pastor told Shanti. Something I've told women is that if you are married and you've decided that you are going to stay married and he's your one and only, he is what you make him. You can be negative about him and complain and knock him down and beat him up but you are all one. So your complaining and ungratefulness get you nowhere. But thanking God for him and praising him and finding the good in him and building him up ends up being good for his good and your good because you are one. 
You just have to make a decision about that and stick to it. For many, making that decision and sticking to it had included fighting for their marriages and getting help along the way. Well, our time is gone for today. I want to invite you to join me on Monday mornings at 10 a.m. on my Mutual Understanding Method Facebook page for some live teaching on relationships. If you're not a Facebook user, or if the time is inconvenient, you can go to my website, mutualunderstanding.net, and click on the Mum Live tab to view the recorded teachings. Be safe and have a great weekend. God bless. Thank you for listening today. This program is brought to you by Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like to reach Pastor Gary, please email him at pastorgary at cloverdalechurch.org. To know more about the church, go to our website at www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thanks for listening and be blessed.